coming to you. 2021, the third installment of the Millennium Tour. We got the hottest from the early 2000s. Adrian Baylana, 3LW. And the man himself, the mother Inc., Joe Wu. what up, you would have The only thing I can add to that is just letting the listeners know, I don't know what Sydney's going to say every week when we're about to record. So <laughs> this is news to me as well. What we watched this week, Sid? This week, uh, we tuned into I'm in Love with a Church Girl, starring Cheetah Girl and 3LW's very own Adrian Bailon and Murder Inc.'s Ja Rule. Directed by Steve Race and written by Gally Molina. Hey, I'm Lex. Hey, y'all. I'm Sid. And this is the new Chitlin Circuit. We review indie, low budget, and directed TV black films. So, are we ready for the 60 second challenge? Uh, do you want to give it a go? This week, the challenge, as always, is brought to you, the listener, by you. So since you're listening, go ahead and like and subscribe. And if you see five stars right now, just click all of them. All right, you ready? I'm ready. 60 seconds to describe the plot of I'm in love with a church girl. Yes. All right, starting. Let's go. Ja Rule is a drug dealer in San Jose, where apparently there is streets to run in San Jose. Um, And he is pursuing Adrian Bailon, who is deep in the church. She is a church girl. He's pursuing her and he's having to choose between his life as a drug dealer, big baller, and trying to be with this girl that he loved. He'd never been in love like this before. Problem is, it's a case open on him. Mm-hmm. So while the feds is watching, he's trying to fall in love, leave that life behind him. But, you know, his friends is keeping him, like his drug dealing friends is keeping him in that life. And ultimately, he got choices to make. And the whole time, he's trying to get to know Jesus. Mm. I think I did it. How, how did that go? That was great. And you had a whole nine seconds left to spare. Um, and that's really all this movie is about, people. I don't know how else to put it to you. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Sydney, because you sound guilty. So I want you to go ahead and um, put the disclaimer here. Quick disclaimer, uh, this week's pick was indeed my choice. Um, I have seen this movie before, maybe like a year or two ago. And from what I remember, it wasn't as bad. So, Mm. there, I said it. The blame is on me this week, okay? This is... mm. Oh, Sydney, I wasn't... Thank you for offering that accountability in yeah. this in this space on this platform. But I wasn't, you know, asking you to answer for the quality of the movie because as you know, sometimes movies are bad and we cover bad movies and most of the time we're pretty gentle with them. Well, I am, you not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's not what I'm asking you to answer for at the moment. Um this is not really a black indie. This we oh, got got. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of white people made this, but mm-hmm. the two leads of wait, is AJ Bailon a nigga? Well, she can is, she say nigga? N- no, I I don't think she's Afro Latina. No? She's just Latina. Yeah. 
I don't. Th- yeah, oh, she's not Afro Latino she... like Jenna Rodriguez. Yeah, no, she don't got the Afro. She just got the Latino. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, but <laughs> but the two <laughs> yeah. are one is black and one is of color, mm-hmm. and the promotions it looks like like a, a like a hood movie, you yes. know. So that is what I. That's what this disclaimer is for. This is not as black of a movie as I thought it was. Yeah. And from what I, yeah. And I'll, cause I don't remember all of these white people. Um, when I first watched it either, but then again, I think I watched this movie on a whim, uh, after like a bottle of wine and I thought, ah, let's see what this is about. And I probably never finished it. Um, cause the ending shook yeah. me. I, I was not expecting that. So <laughs> look, yeah, you guys stay around to the end of the episode. Cause what I want to talk to you, Sydney and y'all, the listeners about is what really qualifies a black indie because technically Juanita, mm. we would definitely say it's a black movie, but yeah. it's the same thing where her love interest is not black and half right. of the movie, it's mostly the her around a bunch of white not. people. Right. But the movie feels blacker. So I'm going to talk about that. And well, we're going to talk about that at the end of the episode and get some more ground rules for what is on the stage here at the New Chitlin Circuit. Yes. <laughs> and um, just as a disclaimer as well, Sydney has picked next week's movie and we're recording them on the same day today. Mm-hmm. So next week will not be drastically different. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. But even though it is because at least both of the characters in next week's movie are played by black people, mm-hmm. both of the lead characters. Yeah, true. So that's, you know, that's true. It's a little different, but in the same book. Okay. Yes. I just wanted to get that out of the way, give our listeners a disclaimer um, yeah. about what's going on here at the New Chitlin Circuit. Yeah. So Sydney, you start us off. What are your general takes about the movie? What, what do you think generally? Yeah, I wrote, I took this down in three different parts. Uh, the first part of my notes uh two questions and then a statement of what this came down to for me first question is this a jesus flick or power question number one (laughs) the second question anyone who has seen cookout will relate is this what happened to bling bling after he tried to rob todd and his family question number two (laughs) and number three it all came together this just the christian takers that's it (laughs) i love get it i really like that you put it that way because i feel like those notes happened at different points of the movie yes they did (laughs) yes they did yeah so okay that's succinct (laughs) thank you i'm trying to get better with my note taking on these movies because i get kind of wild sometimes and i i don't want to bash this film because i never want to bash a creator but god Mm -hmm. oh no offense, yeah. Jesus. I don't like to bash white create. I don't like to bash black creators, but somebody white made this, so we can yeah, just say true. what we feel. And it's yeah. not bashing if it's true. And it, it anything that it, I speak for Lex, anything that I say here about a movie, it's all I love black indies. That's why I talk about them. Mm-hmm. And if something is so out of place or awry that yeah. I need to say it and it's negative, it's out yeah. of love. It's because I love these movies. Yeah. I like that. That's some great constructive criticism. Yeah. But those those are my thoughts on the movie. It's that's <laughs> as, as ground level as I could get. And I came up, you know, at the end, this is just the Christian version of Takers. 
That's wow. what it is. I love that take. Yeah. So what, what were your initial thoughts uh, when you first tuned in to this? You know, my take and my thoughts on the movie are also very succinct. It, and they are this. I thought I was signing up for a hood movie mm-hmm. about a church girl. Yeah. But it's really a church movie about a hood nigga. And that's yeah. not as good. It's not. <laughs> I wanted the hood movie about the church girl. <laughs> and that's not what I got. So um, and when I tuned in and when I was watching, I thought, you know, at least maybe Ja Rule is the executive producer on this or something. Like, Yeah, you know. I think he is. No, Him, he's not. He's not? He's not. Oh, I just I looked I, it up. Oh, him and the writer. That's what it was. I, on the on his IMDb page, it's like pictures of him and the writer mm-hmm. back in the day in his like early Ja Rule Murder Inc. day. So I guess they friends or friendly. Mm. I don't know. Mm. The, the writer's a pastor, yeah? Right? I think so. Yeah, because it's based off his real yeah. life. Yeah. I think he's like a, um, like maybe he's a Ja Rule spiritual confidant. Oh, good for him. Nevertheless, Ja Rule is just a willful participant in this uh, creation. And I I really thought that the story was going to be more about a hood nigga, you know. Well, it is about a hood nigga turning the tides because he meets a good woman, but it's not from his perspective, truly. So I would really like to get into that. You know, I always like to start off the bulk of our like review, which is just talking about the scenes that stood out to us. I always like to start Mm -hmm. it off with the opening scene, which in this movie is Ja Rule voicing over some footage of like folks in jail. Yeah, and it's very misleading. It's supposed to make you think he's in jail. Right. And then you you end up, I guess, but actually this isn't where my story begins, nor where it ends. Let me take y'all back for a second. And then you see Ja Rule and, like, his homeboys. It's him and, like, five white men. I guess they're in San Jose. I don't know much about that area in California, so I guess that's typical of the friend groups there. I don't know. It's the, it's like the feral, pure, concentrated part of the Tech Valley. San Interesting. Jose. It's, the streets are kind of like, it's like, I, I always, sterile is the only word I have for San Jose. It's just really blank and clean and there's nothing. I mean, I guess that's a good place to run drugs then because ain't nobody checking for it. So, you know, that's Maybe accurate. So. <laughs> that's accurate. But yeah, he, he's, we see him, you know, dealing up money, you know, divvying up money with his homeboys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, the note that I have, because it, it sets the stage about who he is and what he, well, it sets the stage about what he does. Yeah. Um, and they use this filter over the film, like, the color grading makes my exact note said it makes San Jose look like Israel. Like it looks very <laughs> like it looks like the Middle East. It's very brown yeah. and yeah. dusty kind of. That's you know? true. Cause that you can't really tell where they're at anyway. And they're in this weird where, Oh God, that's so, yeah, it does look like yeah. the Middle East somewhere, or at least what we see on the news of the Middle East. Yeah. That's I actually, point. I thought, that is my first and probably that's my most positive note about the movie is that I think mm-hmm. it goes for and it achieves this kind of like uh like fairy tale, like mystical, like kind uh-huh. of Bible days feel. Like you know when you watch TBN 
and like uh, see the Bible reenactments. Yeah. It feels like that. Or like the Leo DiCaprio, Romeo and Juliet. Ah, uh, I actually, I think that's on purpose because I have a few notes where yeah, I, I think so. about like there's, I mean, further down in the movie, um, Ja Rule's mother passes away. But like when she dies, there's like a weird glow over her body. Like she becomes an angel. And I go, I don't know if that's done on purpose because the movie is like a faith-based film or if it was just, um, they thought it was a cool lighting trick. But I said, okay, I guess I get that because his mother was like uh, a believer and she tried to get him back into the church. And so now she's gotten her wings and she is back with the Lord. So that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. It's, it's kind of its own style of filmmaking. Like if you watch TBN or like, just Christian movies. If you've ever seen Left Behind, stuff like that, it's all shot like this. Um, mm. This kind of made it a little bit more dreamy. And I, I kind of uh-huh. like that, especially the next scene is a, is a car chase where he <laughs> sees Adrian Bailon's character in traffic and like chases her down, but he gets pulled over. And even the pulling over is very unrealistic. It's so unrealistic. And for somebody who's a drug dealer, and maybe you don't know the feds is watching you, but you might want to, you know, kind of mm-hmm. limit your traffic action and not run a red light. Mm-hmm. I mean, because why yeah. even risk In this luxury over? car. Right. Stupid. And what was so unrealistic, the cop came up, he approached real fast. He didn't, like, cops even, this is their standard protocol. They always approach cars really cautiously, kind of yeah. hand on the hip. But the, the cop just, like, rolled up. And Ja Rule's hands weren't on the wheel, which no. like no black man in America, let alone a drug dealer. Right. It's going to be chilling with your hands in your pockets. And it just, it kind of felt, that's where I was like, it's just kind of like fantasy land that, where this movie takes place. <laughs> and honestly, that's when I probably should have realized that it wasn't written by a black person. That alone, because a, a black writer would have stepped in and said, you know, up. Uh, cut let's redo that scene Ja, like come on you know what happens if you get pulled over put your hands on the wheel be more cautious like act like something's about to go down or something you know don't be acting all lax Mm -hmm. because this ain't no lackadaisical type situation you're right yeah Mm. the other thing about just in just a quick note on race as well yeah (laughs) like his mom in this movie is played by a black woman but his mom is white in this movie (laughs) he he, the, in the next scene, he goes to visit her and he says, all right, we'll tell dad I'll holla at him. And she goes, holla? <laughs> <laughs> like she doesn't, <laughs> you remember this? <laughs> I don't even think I took note of that. Mm-hmm. And later in the movie, when, what was it? Like, I think it was Christmas or something. Uh-huh. Um, he's hanging out with Adrian Pylon's character. What was her name? Is it Tiffany or something? Vanessa. Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I just put a light skin girl name out of a hat. <laughs> but why did I call her light skin? She's not black. She's, you know, she's really not black. No, I don't <laughs> think Adrian Bailon is black. I th- she's just Latina. I don't. I don't think she has. Y- oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. Okay, she could be Afro Latina. I really don't know. Like, because in a Cheetah Girls, well, she is not. Gonna give it to her if she's not. I don't think she is. Like. Uh, okay, maybe she not. Well, I won't keep calling her light skin. But <laughs> when he's doing yeah. Christmas or something um, over there, he's he mentions that growing up, his mom played Elvis's Christmas album. Oh, I did take note of that when they was in that Christian hot topic. I said, "What is this?" Really, I hate to get. I really hate to get so dicey, but we don't have white listeners yet, so I can say <laughs> stuff like this. 
That is some cracker shit. <laughs> <laughs> That is some honky tonk shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is straight up white people's business. <laughs> Ooh, I had never heard an Elvis record played in my house. Not now, one time. Uh, I don't, no, never. Especially not no Christmas. Never. When Jackson 5 is right there. You know what I'm saying? Donnie Hathaway? But you playing Elvis? Mm-hmm. I think not. Okay, so I just confirmed Adrian Bailon is not Afro-Latina. Uh, she's of Puerto Rican. She's Puerto Rican. But I don't think her, oh, maybe her, her mother could be black Puerto Rican. I don't know. So yeah. I'll give her the benefit of the well, doubt. As far as I know, she hasn't said nothing crazy about black people. So I'll I'll, I'll let it go. And I don't know if she could say the N-word, though. That's, I don't yeah, know. her mother not black. She not? She can't say it. Okay, yeah. what are you? So she, <laughs> it's quiet. It's, good. it's curtains for you, All sis. Right. Sorry. Now that we've done the research. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to, his mom was white. <laughs> and that's what, like, this movie, it, it it turns a bit of a blind eye to race. And, you know, if it it's fantasy. Um, <laughs> all right. So what are the scenes that you, ca- like, called out to you while we were watching after, like, the car chase scene? You know, Alexis, this is hard for me. Um, <laughs> for scenes that really stuck with me in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I for, this movie's like two hours long. I didn't realize it was so long. I think a lot of a lot of me was dreading it and wanting it to be over. But a few things that I took um, note of was uh, the scene where she he meets her parents after they've only had like one day, um, and then like they do the whole. Uh, hi, sir, I'm here to take out your daughter. And she's excited for him to meet the family. And then he meets all her sisters. I thought that was weird. But then I thought maybe that's just a very Christian thing to do. Because, you know, like people that's embedded in the church, they kind of move quick yeah. in relationships, ready to be married. And uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What did um Miss Greenleaf say when she was hosting that uh, seminar at the church? <laughs> what was it after? The Virtuous <laughs> Woman? You know, everybody want to be virtuous. Yes. (laughs) Miss Greenleaf. You mean first lady. I can't believe you. You're right. Miss Greenleaf. Lynn Whitfield, (laughs) if you ever listen to this, I I respect you so much. I would never want to disrespect (laughs) your characters. What a finale that was, by the way. Anyway, uh, I thought that was weird. But then I thought, oh, I guess that's just kind of what people do in the church. I'm kind of, I'm really about to pull my heathen card for most of this movie because I don't be knowing a lot. You know what I'm saying? No, but, you're you're good for this movie. Okay, great, great. But even the church in itself, right? It was it wasn't the black church. So when you're expecting, mm-hmm. uh, if we want to keep going on that, yeah, if you're expecting that, it's a lot of like a um, slow rock Christian guitar music uh, for the praise and worship session. Uh, you know, it's the uh, white lady with the French manicured tips uh, leading the choir. Uh, there's a lot of that Barry Hill song Barry Hill song you're good for this movie because like I was raised in the church I didn't miss no Sundays uh-huh. and I don't know nothing about this this is new age shit this is not okay. <laughs> this is yeah. not southern black Baptist shit this is some new age <laughs> non-denominational weird shit not at so all so we'll talk yeah. about that also no I know that it also it was fucking weird how when Ja Rule came to pick Vanessa up uh-huh. it was being like that in my notes, I said, like, how old is this girl? Like, this man is 40 years old. <laughs> Why are y'all? Doing he is grown as hell. He's grown. She is a grown-ass woman. What, what are we doing here? 
Well, she still lived at home with her mama and daddy. Uh, so I don't really know. Yeah, I had a few critiques because I don't, we don't know how much time goes by in the relationship at all until they kind of get serious. And maybe that was done on purpose too, because you know, once you have God in your relationship, it don't matter how much time has elapsed. <laughs> Sydney, please. If you're gonna keep acting this way, <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to look at this from the perspective of a faith. Uh, uh, I'm a faith-based person, but like a white faith-based person. You know what I'm saying? I can't connect with that. I can't relate to that. Yeah. Um, when he does pick her up though for this date, and they grill him like it's a fucking prom date or something, right? They end up. That just speaking to the movies like direction and like cinematography and like what I was saying earlier about fairy taleness, uh-huh. it's so theatrical and like fairy like and like fantasy yeah. that when they're in they're in a parking lot and he's about to get into like a shootout kind of. <laughs> I thought the way it was shot, I yeah. thought they were at a drive-in movie theater. Like I thought, uh, I could see <laughs> that. I was like. Why he grabbing for the gun for real? It's just the movie he traumatized. Oh no! Oh no! Niggas is. <laughs> it's a shootout. We yeah. about to throw them balls. It's about to be a, a what? what? A girl fight? <laughs> yeah, that's a deep cut. That's <laughs> the best part to this movie. All the callbacks to the early two thousands. What I feel like we're gonna get into largely um, for the rest of the conversation here is gonna mm-hmm. be this movie's portrayal and and honestly like offering up of Christianity, like the way this movie positions Christianity and faith. Mm -hmm. So I want to start with, um, I, if the movie is clearly trying to win souls for Jesus, that's number one. It's clearly the purpose is to recruit people into Christ, into Mm -hmm. living a Christ life. Yeah. From the beginning, when they, when he's at this barbecue with his friend, who's also a Christian. Um, Mm -hmm. but from that time, from that scene, these Christian characters give pretty much speeches to the audience and to Ja Rule and try to position this type of Christianity, this non-denominational call the pastor by his first name shit um, as some type of antidote or some type of like, the reason you don't want to be a Christian is because you went to those normal churches. How about you try this, Mm -hmm. like separate itself. But what it, I don't think the writers or the directors realized that they were making Christians look even weirder. Yeah, <laughs> even fucking weirder. They was yeah. at the cookout, which is a pool party, so people were spread all across this patio. It's a good time. The grill is mm-hmm. going. She stops the music to pray at a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you want to pray at the cookout? <laughs> really? And, and even if you do pray at the cookout, like. The music just gets lowered. It don't get the DJ don't just yeah. shut it off. It gets lowered. And you pray at the table where the sides at. Yes. And then everyone goes about their day. This is we, weird. We bless the food and keep it moving. It was I didn't even think about that. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. And like also the thing that I I was like, what is this non-Christian Christianity? All of them say like, you know, we don't prefer the term Christian. Yeah. What the hell do you want to be called then? They're believers. That's what they say. That's stupid. <laughs> That's stupid. If you're gonna do it, do it. I hate. I really. I really hate. Now it's getting personal. <laughs> I really hate like forms of like moral preaching, be it religion uh-huh. or any other thing, any other moral standing that you're trying to get other people to do. Yeah. That aren't forthright. Don't 
like do the whole turn your hat backwards and sit in a chair backwards. Suck kids, <laughs> me. Like be straight up, you know? <laughs> That's true. It's very it was very underlined, but still like kinda in your face. The whole movie, I mean, it's called I'm in love with a church girl, but at the same time it's just like, okay, so everybody Joe Rowe bumps into just happens to go to this church and is a part of this non-denominational form of Christianity and they all have an mm-hmm. anecdote on why they have turned to this piece of religion yeah. because of something in their life. But you know what the problem with the mm-hmm. anecdote anecdotes is? What? The movie spends two hours of my time and countless weeks and months of the people who made it. Yeah. <laughs> of their time. And it just stays surface level about like Jesus is good. That's why yeah. I go to church. It never gets when you watch a TD Jakes movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's down to earth. In, like in my notes, right? The movie that I thought of because one of my favorite, I guess, uh, faith-based films. Uh, well, two. Uh, number one, The Fighting Temptations, starring Beyonce and Cuba Gooding Jr. And then number two. Preacher's Daughter, starring Latoya Luckett. I think we need a palate cleanses and we should watch Mega Church Murder or something next. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I threw you off track. But what about those movies was different from this? Those movies are, I feel like both of those are just still more realistic, in my opinion, of the church and how like people are in those like different types of scenarios. So like how Beyonce uh, was a hoe, but still had Jesus in her heart. You know, they caught her a hoe in the movie. Because <laughs> she was... Oh, you know, my God. <laughs> you ain't seen nobody at The church people? <laughs> yes. I don't like that movie. I tried to watch it. I don't like it. It got Angie Stone in it. What you think? Because I'm fat. I got to like Angie Stone. <laughs> 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 what the fuck is that? <laughs> it just, no, because you like R&B music, Angie Stone. Bitch, anybody I don't like R&B that much. <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I don't joke what you said. I don't, I don't, whatever. It's still, <laughs> she's shunned from the church, but still, you know, taken back because we're all uh, children of God and that whole thing. And there's a competition element. There's something to look forward to in that movie. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. And the preacher's wife, same thing. We want to figure out how this talented preacher's daughter, not preacher's wife, preacher's daughter, will then find success outside of the church. But still, she comes back after seeing what's out there in the crazy, crazy world of uh mm-hmm. what's the word i'm looking for uh secular music you know what the common thread well i don't like fighting temptations and i've never seen pre- well i haven't seen preaching starter yet i will watch it the thing about it is they get actually into personal relationships with god and like mm. actual spirituality and faith this movie she says uh vanessa agent byron's character Immediately is trying to get him in the damn church at when she meets him. Immediately. Doesn't doesn't even know his last fucking name. And wants to get him in the church. And he's like, you know, I don't really do that. Like, I don't know. like <laughs> And she's like, oh, I'm sure you had bad experiences at the church. We have to try this. You didn't even listen to what those bad experiences might have been. You didn't even try to help him work through that. You didn't address, like, you didn't really own up to that. You know what I'm saying? And I know this man's story who wrote this. I know he went, like, if this is what happened to him, there's a lot of stuff we didn't see. His true life story is probably incredible, but Mm -hmm. he's not a writer. (laughs) So when he put it down (laughs) on the page, it lost a lot of things. And this needed somebody else to come in and 
put things in the movie that can elevate the emotion for us because we don't actually see his character journey. We don't see it. Not at all. Yeah, we really just see Ja Rule's character. I mean, he just ends up going to church with Adrian Bailon because they get deeper in their relationship. And she's like, we got to be equally yoked. And uh, so that means we need God in the center of our relationship. Otherwise, I'm not going to be with you. So he go to church. He put a bunch of money in a collection plate. And then he start reading verses in the Bible about sex and brings that to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when his mom is on her deathbed, he... I guess he kind of prays or something. I don't really know, but he brings Vanessa along because she's his like his like faith like necklace that he walk around with. Uh, he uses <laughs> that's a good. She's his Jesus accessory. Is what yes. she is. Yeah, we don't even know anything about Adrian's character in this movie. Not at all. It's she's just, just that there to help him pray. Just a pretty girl. He saw the car and fate brought them together at a cookout, and now they're in a relationship. That's it. Yeah. What is? She, I mean, we know she works at the Christian Hot Topic. Um, but nothing else. <laughs> instead of it could be like Spencer's, but instead of Spencer's, it's Abraham's. Let <laughs> I me mean, actually. I'm gonna take that out the edit because that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had problems with that as well, Sydney. And when his mom did get sick, so his mom gets sick and dies like suddenly. Very sudden. It's one scene they're even... having Christmas like opening gifts, and the next scene she in the hospital. What is that? Yeah, we don't even get any like foreshadowing about that. But Nothing. so the the note that I put down is like Christians when you watch a Christian movie, mm-hmm. there are certain it's like a it's a, literally a different universe. Like mm. there are certain assumptions and stakes are different in a Christian movie. The stakes are always death, illness, and like biblical stakes of like the way God would move and punish people in those times, they kind of apply that Christian filmmakers apply that to now life, except it doesn't fit. It just makes everything too hyperbolic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like to them, they can't show us a movie where he just grows the fuck up and realizes he needs to do something different with his life. Somebody got to die. (laughs) You know, somebody, (laughs) it's the stakes have to be this. The, The stakes are always death. And the central part of their faith is the central part of their Mm -hmm. faith is always restraint. And the central part Mm -hmm. of restraint is always against sex. That's like the core of their religion. I don't get that. That's so dumb. (laughs) Like like this. I don't like the premise. What was it there in the club scene? I guess like their second date after he meets her family and everything. And, um, he leaves her with like his other like guy friends, girlfriends or whatever. And they're like, so we heard about Miles, girl, what's the word? And she goes, what do you mean? Girl, you know what the hell they talking about. Stop playing. Yeah. Why? I don't know why they would ask that. <laughs> I have never asked, like, if any one of y'all in the friend group bring your nigga around. I'm not going to say, like, how was it? She put it down on you. <laughs> why would I do that? It is, I mean, it's double weird because they're strangers. And why are you asking about her man? Yeah. But as, as her response to it for me was just like, okay, girl, calm down. You grown. You don't even have to go. Sex. Just, it's a word. Yeah. You can, you, can, you can say it normally and say, nah, we haven't gotten there yet. We're getting to know each other and keep it pushing. And you, But you got weird. Mm-hmm. She got weird. And it's like in that mindset, sex is like the, the center of everything, you know? Right. But they go through like a little tiff fight or whatever. 
And he oh, goes yeah. out to the club like usual and he's talking to a girl and she sees him talk to a girl and she act like he was in there <laughs> uh, sucking the bartender's dick or something. <laughs> <laughs> she act like he was in there like doing lines off the girl's titties or something. Like it really, <laughs> it really wasn't like... I also found out um, Adrian um, Houghton, that's her married name, her husband was an executive producer on this and he's I think a minister or like a producer of like gospel music or maybe both. He could totally be both. I don't know. But I like Mr. JW's movies better than this. Yeah. <laughs> I must say, I must say. I must say, at least it's entertaining. <laughs> they may be all filmed in one house and you can see the crown molding throughout the house. But Mr. JW... He does come through with a good entertaining flick every time. I will say that about him. So, yeah. Shout out to Mark. If you would like to know who Mr. JW is, yeah. go go back and listen to episode one, our boy by episode. Yeah. It's a great episode. We talk about that. Yeah. But yeah, the, the probably the only other thing that I really want to talk about is, is about this movie's portrayal of Christianity still. When mm-hmm. you get to the church, the pastor, who is the writer, uh, Gally, yeah. um, the pastor pulls up in a, in Lambo. a Lambo with <laughs> butterfly doors. Yeah. And he, he just stops it in front of the building and gets out and comes in the church. He's wearing all white, like a white fitted cap and a white. Where's your um, parking ministry? Why why isn't somebody? And I literally said, they got valet at this church. Where y'all at? What kind of church is this? Yeah. And at the end of the service, you know, when the pastor be mingling and Ja Rule is like, you know, you don't seem like a pastor because you got a Lambo with butterfly doors. Yeah. <laughs> and the pastor goes, you know, you can't do that. The Bible doesn't say anything about, you know, having nice Having things. style. I hate That's that. not a sin. Well, <laughs> I hate that. I really, like, this is now just me, like, projecting my own beliefs. Uh-huh. <laughs> my own, like, my uh-huh. own standing on stuff like this. To, to insert that, like... That's not necessary. And the Bible does say plenty about rich people. It <laughs> like, does. There is so don't don't try and if you're gonna do that and you're gonna have a, a a luxury European car and a jet and you know two, three houses and be a pastor and, and use your use your pastor salary that way and yeah. use your flock to fund that. <laughs> yeah. Sure, it's it's probably not a sin, but don't sit up here and try to tell me that God wants you to be dripped out. Right. <laughs> okay, don't don't tell me that because I don't want to. <laughs> I was blessed with this Lambo, and nothing in the Bible that say I can't have it now. So look across the damn parking lot, yo. The people who paid for this is rolling in ninety eight Hondas. That's true. This is not right. That's true. <laughs> you know, the hell. I just I hated that. I abhorred that. Yeah, you know, I, my only um, my last note in this. Let's see. Oh, I did write a note just going back to how everybody in the movie is somehow a vessel of Christ and the Word. Um, even the ops, the feds, they got Jesus too. Oh they my God! In the car at the stakeout. <laughs> yes. At the stakeout, you really about to spread the word of the Lord right now? <laughs> what, Jimmy? Do you believe in God, sir? We are DEA. I'm trying to lock this black man up. 
I'm not trying to hear that right now. This is why Christian people don't make good movies typically because they want everybody to, you can't have, this is yeah. just story structure and character uh, rules. You can't have every character have the same moral compass. Yeah. That's not a good story. If, every, yeah. if everybody but one person believes something, that's a bad story. And also, last thing, the foreshadowing in this movie is awful. If we want to go back to the beginning of the film where Ja Rule is doing his voiceover and we think, oh, okay, so we're about to fast forward and see how he ends up in jail. No, 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 no. He never goes to jail. He gets off scot-free. All of his friends go to jail. And it's just the voiceover was him writing a letter to his friends about his life. And they're three reading years the letter later. like they still like this nigga. Hell like no. they took the time. The investigation was on Ja Rule and they got the they time. Got time. <laughs> nigga, you think, and he still got the big house and the cars? It's no, nigga. He's, he got, he's saved now. He is protected. He had that whole, he was trying to fight Jesus in the sanctuary when Vanessa was on her deathbed. And so now he, he good with Jesus. That's how that worked. You ain't know. Okay, but they can't change. This is why it can't, it's not good. Because that, that can't, they, the fans been having this investigation open for months, they said. Yeah. He just met this girl. So, they should have, old shit. He should be going to jail for old shit that he did last year. He not. He's just like ghosts. That's why I, look, I'm trying to tell y'all. <laughs> so, in the end, his friends end up in jail. Uh, Adrian almost died. She okay, though. She okay. And yeah. they get married. And now he a pastor. Now he a pastor. And <laughs> that's, I'm in love with a church girl. Currently streaming on Netflix. All right, Sydney, who came to act? <laughs> no build up. Yeah, Sydney, no, it's, this it's award really... time. Who came to act? Uh, you know, I, I'm not even going to lie. Um, at first, because I hate not giving somebody the award, and you can totally, like, we could cancel, we could cancel it for this episode, right? I didn't think <laughs> anybody came to act, really. Um, but, then I, but then I thought back, and um, something that just kind of stuck with me was in the scene where we find out Adrian's in a coma after a car accident and Ja Rule goes to like the um, the church in the hospital or whatever and he just talks to the Jesus <laughs> the Jesus mural <laughs> and he, you and love he, a fucking soliloquy you <laughs> And I mean, Ja Rule really gave me his I feel like you could probably hear a pin drop when they recorded that <laughs> when they filmed that scene and for that reason that reason alone otherwise it, it would have been nobody i'm gonna nominate y'all rule for this week's who came to act award and feel free to not accept or you know i usually you know how I, i've always say i wholeheartedly accept yeah I accept this with like a quarter of my heart. I think I, I think Jaro did a decent job. I don't think the acting was bad in this movie. The writing, the story is terrible. Um, yeah. Did okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Mr. Rule, uh, you can award in the mail uh, soon. Now that we got the movie out of the way, just real quick, let's just take us a quick couple of minutes here, Sydney, because mm -hmm. I want to just put it on the record for our listeners. Yeah. Our main focus is. Indie movies made by black people. Yes. Like the filmmakers are black. Yeah. You know. Um, it just so happens that black filmmakers mostly cast black people. Yes. Very true. I think we have to uh, 
be more strict on our guidelines. So, um, and maybe there is some wiggle room for certain things, but number one, uh, majority of the cast has to be black. That's like rule number one mm-hmm. for me. Um, the film has to be either written or directed by both is a bonus by a black person. Um, and the story doesn't have to be something that's uniquely black, but things that come across that indeed only sometimes, you know, translate to black people because it is something that just happens. It, it could be something as small mm-hmm. as like a conversation piece or, you know, like wardrobe, whatever it is. It got to be something black in the movie, too. I think those should be uh, in our new guideline. So, like, you know, like, Waves, I guess the cast was black enough because the filmmakers are all white. Right. So that counts. So if Adrienne was instead black and her family black, this Mm -hmm. would have... This would count. This would have passed. I think this could have passed, yeah. Because we would have had a different movie if more of the cast was black because I feel like, you know, because... Actors can have some say in how things like sure you get a script that is written out, but like I think we should tweak it like this because this is how I think the character would say in this experience. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, I'm a black person. Sure, I may be from San Jose, but like I still went to a church like this, not like that. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't see my black family in this kind of a church. You know what I'm saying? So we need either an all black cast or let's say seventy percent black mm-hmm. to make it a black movie. Or the filmmakers are black. Let's, yes. Check, check, and check. Okay. All right. So now y'all know the ground <laughs> what rules. the threshold is and, and, and what will be appearing here on the new Chitlin circuit going forward. Because yeah. we can't get we can't get caught slipping again like this. <laughs> Ooh, child. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, go back and listen to Support the Girls if you want some more of this type of mess, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Next week we're doing a movie called One Last Thing. Yep. It's a, in my opinion, it's a little white as well. Um, it so is. It is. We are recording those in the same day, and I just wanted to make sure the audience knew that we didn't we didn't get got twice. We just got we got got once, and it it just happened. You guys get it. Yes. A week later. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank y'all for listening. Uh, <laughs> um, if you're a Christian, go watch this movie because this is how y'all look. <laughs> this is what people think y'all like. This is how y'all sound. So what you guys it? You know, I, I don't got a lot. I just hope everyone out there is taking care of themselves as best as they can. Uh, we've had a rough few weeks. Uh, we've damn sure had a rough six months, really eight months, hell. Um, and, you know, look, y'all, we here for you if ain't nobody else here for you. Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, if you're seeing five stars right now, just click all of them for us. Feel free to join in on the conversation. You can find us on Twitter at TNCCPod. And check us out on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit, and that's spelled C H I T L I N.